Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. It's an absolute pleasure today to have Harish on the podcast, uh, away from India at the moment. I believe you're not in Dubai? Uh, no, man, I'm flying to Dubai later on, but right now I'm in India. <laughs> um, so Harish is obviously based out in India, spends a lot of time in Dubai. Uh, phenomenal trainer, nutrition expert, and is based over in Indian works, obviously within that sort of demographic. Um, give us a brief intro of yourself and what you currently do and your background. Uh, so hi guys, so I'm you know, like, uh, glad to be on this uh, thing. And I've been into the fitness scene probably for maybe eight, nine years right now. Started as a fat kid, lost weight, you know, the regular uh, entire journey. And you know, like being an Indian, uh, we really do not have access to as much knowledge or information as you would find for say a counterpart of mine maybe in the western side of the park like so that is one thing that you know has forced me to learn a lot of things and experiment and uh, figure out stuff for myself which is also like you know what ignited my passion to get into coaching people because you know i see the same type of people struggling on a daily basis and you know that was the reason i started with all like training people online or helping them out with plans or you know guiding them and it, it started out in a very mild manner, maybe uh, two or three clients. And now, you know, it's booming. I'm like getting a couple of junior coaches also set up. So, you know, it's, 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 it's picking up quite well. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. It's very similar to myself, actually, funny enough, when I hear that, because I originally came from being a fat kid when I was younger. And then, <laughs> so I resonate with that a lot. And like, uh, genetically, I was never particularly gifted. So I've had to put a lot of time into learning. And obviously the conversation we had before we get on the podcast is I'm about to go traveling around the US for three weeks learning. So like, and I can tell you're exactly the same from like the content you put out on your Instagram, like, because it's very precise in the information, the way you articulate that, which like instantly when I looked at your page, I can't remember how I came across, I had huge respect, which is why I reached out to you because respectfully, I think that's something that as you already stated in like India at the moment, the skill set is maybe slightly lower respectively compared to other areas in terms of knowledge. True. Right now, see the Indian market, um, honestly, um, maybe right now because of the boom of Instagram and you know, you see all these uh, people posting informative stuff, you know, like teaching people how to do the workouts and you know, even in your own profile, I've seen a lot of videos, you know, where you explain and you tell yeah. like what the workouts are for. I think this, this, this uh, huge uh, input of content has helped scape the industry a little bit better. Yeah. But considering that, you know, like the um, average Indian doesn't even have access to the internet. Yeah. And, Considering that 97% of the Indian fitness scene is largely un- unregulated. We don't have any kind of a gym chain over here or anything that, you know, like has a kind of, I would say, a structure to it. Exactly. It's, it's just a free-for-all. Yeah, it's just like, a, you know, you always see all these tiny gyms with absolutely no idea of even the, the guy who teaches over there. Probably, you know, like they just get on, maybe do one or two contests, you know. Mm. because somebody else guided them and then they just repeat whatever they've learned and done for themselves. Regurgitate information. Yeah, it's just like copy-paste to every single client and, you know, it really doesn't work that way as you would, you know, you would have definitely seen with your clients as well. Everybody, you know, like you have to take into account a lot of different factors, make sure it's individualized, personalized to their needs. I think that that's changing because a lot of people, you know, because social media has given us this platform where we can reach so many people. And I think it's a good thing, it's a good start. But again, I'd say we're 10 years behind any other country right now in terms of fitness. Yeah, 100%. I think, but what I think is interesting is how much potential there is for growth there in terms of the fitness industry and how many lives can be changed. Because you bear in mind the population of India is like 
astronomical. Bear in mind the size of the UK is like 70 million. Uh, like it, it's huge. So people like yourself, for example, have a huge scope to be able to help lots and lots of people at mass volume um, by providing the correct information which you are. So I mean, like the Indian population, another benefit of the population is that 60% of it is the younger population. Yeah. Age between say 20 to 30. Yeah. I be the population that, you know, you would target if you are trying to be a coach or a trainer because this is the right age for these people, you know, get into fitness and everything else. And plus, you know, considering that fitness industry has not even penetrated maybe one or two percent into the entire population, you have like literally it's an untapped market. Yeah. hundred percent. There's a lot of, obviously you've got body power India. There's a lot of bigger companies coming into India now to try and support obviously the growing demand. Three, four years is where we've seen all these international brands, you know, jump in. We have had, uh, I think, for, for the first time, Hani Rambot was here, yeah. uh, I think, this year for the yeah. Amateur Olympia. So, you know, Amateur Olympia is coming in. I think Jeff Seed is also bringing his contests to India. I think he's doing it maybe in the next 15 days. He's organizing yeah. a Jeff Seed Classic over here. So, it's, it's, it's picking up. The culture is also, you know, growing. People are uh, getting, you know, like, culturally, it was always yeah. not what you would look towards, you know, like... See, there's a split bit in India between the north and the south in terms of cultural views. Towards the northern side of India, people are more open towards, say, you know, like physically getting fit or building your body. That's, yeah. that's been a part of the culture. But towards our, my side, you know, like I live in the southern part of India. So yeah. towards my side, the, the culture has always been more towards, you know, like knowledge, education. You know, you have to learn. You have to like engineering, doctors, yeah. stuff like that. So, so the social groups. Yeah. yeah. So anybody who's out of the sink over there, you know, it's not something that the society accepts. So there's never been much of an, uh, you know, space for anybody to actually go or get into, but it's changing. People are accepting. So, you know, like, I think this is the beginning of something, which, you know, like eventually would start to become a massive moment, even like, probably in the next three, four years. I think what would be interesting, I don't know if you'd agree, and I think it would be the catalyst for a huge movement is if you had like some breakout superstar come out in India who was Indian, and like went like that, I reckon the whole thing would just go skyrocket. Obviously, it's like growing really, really fast. But then, you know what you were saying in terms of like public opinion and how it's not really accepted by some people. If you had someone who was like a superstar who everyone loved, that would instantly transform everything overnight. So, I mean, we are trying. We are trying to get people. Yeah, I understand. Everyone is. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's all, you know, like multiple factors, man. Depends on your luck as well. But I mean, eventually, you know, they are also looking at the things they can get back right yeah. being a superstar you know like when you start giving or supporting things that people believe in or the youngsters especially believe in, they can work both ways yeah 100% it's a two way street it's a two way street now come back obviously specifically to more like apparently what do you do with your clients what do you find is the biggest challenges you face with uh, clients from, from India in terms of like the diets at the moment what you have to try and fix in terms of uh, maybe comparatively to compare to a western diet See, comparatively, the Indian diet has traditionally been balanced enough. Yeah. Like, you know, in terms of nutrition and everything else, it's, it's always been more of a plant-based diet. Yeah. So the number one challenge would be, you know, like to... Get enough protein. Break their... Uh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, get enough protein. And it's, it's just like, yeah, it's the mindset is always, you know, like, people believe that you actually put on weight because you eat non-vegetarian food, like yeah. eat beef, chicken. They believe that that's how you gain weight. Yeah. And you know, the most ideal way that you should lose weight here is that you cut out all these things and go on a pure vegetable diet. Yeah. So that's been the dogma over here for quite a few years. So when, when you get a new client who is absolutely you know, having zero knowledge about the industry, trying to get them to understand that protein is basically, you know, like one of the core components 
whenever it comes to any kind of physical transformation yeah i'm getting into the same level of protein on a daily basis it's, it's really hard because you know like one thing i've noticed like when i get a western client you know somebody who's not coming yeah. in background it's it's very simple straightforward you know i tell them listen this is the plan this is what you have to do and this is how we're going to take things forward they do it and maybe they have some doubts they get back to me i help them out that, that's the you know like the entire deal but over here the one thing i always notice is you know like clients in general are they have a difficult time adjusting to you know like having a large amount of protein daily yeah because one like any kind of a supplement the the stigma is still there yeah they believe that, you know it is it's, it's something extremely unhealthy it's going to like spoil your kidneys you're going to end up bad skin bad stomach all that stuff cancer aids or whatever <laughs> they just believe in you know it's it's the way that's been portrayed so you know like they don't want to take any supplements but at the same time you know you ask them to okay fine have some chicken or eggs on a daily basis it's like but how can i have it yeah you know, like i'm not used to it and if, even if they do have it it's like i'm i'm bored of it i want to eat something else so it's it's a challenge yeah is it a challenge what uh, do you have any other specific protein sources you would use then that are non meat based for example specifically so so it would be the most ideal if you ask me you know like even though there's a lot of uh, negative views on it i've yeah. i've done research on to be honest no matter i think for regular consumption or what a human level you know like i don't think it's going to affect your estrogen level or your hormones in a negative way no. because the dosage required would be extremely high which is definitely not something you consume through food so you know soya has been a really um, go to source for me milk dairy products these these are the you know the basic things that we can give them yeah and another thing you have to understand that in hinduism which is like the major religion over here people you know like tend to on certain days not have non-vegetarian foods so you know, yeah. it's, it's it's a challenge you know like where i have to like give them certain days of vegetarian certain days non-vegetarian yeah. i've had that with my own uh, indian clients and i find that is that like respect for, is that a religious thing or is that it's more of a religious thing yeah yeah i presume so I presume so I presume so And, you know, like, and then you use a lot more soya products, things like that, to try and balance out. Yeah. We have to balance it out, and then at some at the end of the day, it's like when the client also keeps switching routines between a vegetarian and non-vegetarian diet. It is they also tend to make mistakes, you know, like in basic preparation of the food. Yeah. You know, like unless you are on a consistent basis having the same things on a daily thing, it's hard to like get an idea of what the quantities are, yeah. even if you measure them properly. It's um I think a lot of people don't also take into account the hidden calories in terms of what oil oils when adding that to food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respectfully from my understanding the Indian diet they're quite heavy with oils in terms of like with vegetables and things like that. So like people don't see all these fats getting added into into their foods essentially they might look and see this is a plate of vegetables this isn't this is healthy but then it's got tons of like oils and fats and then the calorie counts off the charts like exactly. exactly. I mean the Indian diet has primarily been you know used to using a lot of oil because yeah i mean that's how they cook over here yeah so the first instruction i give any client that i get on board is absolutely zero oil in your food yeah because when i say zero oil that's probably when they're going to end up using maybe 10 20 ml per day yeah if you say little it it adds up to 100 ml easily yeah and that's crazy man like, that completely crazy man the calories in terms of like obviously you mentioned they you use a lot of like protein from obviously like chicken milk eggs is there, is there much fish in the diet with the indian diet or fish fish and you know that's more of an individual preference i don't think that's yeah. uh, that's to do with the regional um, preferences you know like yeah it depends on the availability if you're in a landlocked region you know you really don't get fresh fish yeah. and uh, 
for example, if you're in a my city, mine's uh, it's very close to the sea, so you know you get fresh fish over here. So yeah, but that varies a little bit. But in terms of protein, you see, the general idea is that you know, like most of these people that come here, right? See, the Indian culture, the families are very tight knit. Yeah, it's not you know, like once you're 18 or you're 19, you you be independent and you do whatever you want. Mm. You know, like irrespective of even if you're 25 or 30, you still have to like you know, you are you have these. You have to play by the house rules. Yeah, you have to play by the house rules. Your parents, you know, like they they kind of poke their nose into every single aspect. Yeah. So you know, like most of these guys that come to me, you know, like even if you give them the diet, it's easy to convince these guys, but to convince their parents, yeah. I think that was. I think that's an extra step most people wouldn't have to face. You know, like you know, you only deal with the client, but as an Indian coach, you deal with the parents of the client also. So, <laughs> they come along as well for the ride. Yeah, it's a whole package that you get. What's um? I, mean, I imagine you've had a few parents be difficult in that respect, then. Yeah, I had parents who come to me, you know, say, "I've I've read all of this, so I'm you know as good as a nutritional expert. So you know, please explain to me like why I should make a meat worth or." Chicken or whatever, and you know, even if you do give them the scientific explanation, they really do not want to accept it. You know, because they see it as if you're you're challenging their authority rather than yeah, trying to undermine them almost. Yeah, that that's that's always the issue. One, I mean, maybe you know, they start 30 days, 40 days in, and then at the end of the day, you know, like the client is like, uh, see, I have to give up, man. My parents keep pressurizing me. They're doing it, but they, you know, like. The constant nagging gets to you. Yeah. So these are, I think, these are the cultural aspects that would, you know, make training an Indian client much more different. Ah. Uh-huh. 100%. How do you find? Obviously, you spend a lot of time in Dubai, and I was at Benush Gym, which is dope. Uh, oh, how do you find it? Like compared to Dubai to India, it must be like night and day, I imagine. Because like, respectfully, Benush Gym is probably my favorite gym in the world. It's awesome. Seriously, seriously. I mean, the equipment over there, the more than the equipment, the atmosphere. Yeah, like the moment you head in, right? You want to like really go in and you know like crush your workout. It, it yeah. has all these like you know the videos of the bodybuilders working, the the way it's been built. <coughs> I think it's, it's a complete system. You really don't get that anywhere over here. And frankly, I do I do not believe that we have a gym that's of equal size or equal um, you know of advanced equipment or anything over here back home. I mean, it's starting people are investing money, but at the same time, you know, like as a gym owner, if you're going to invest. Maybe two hundred thousand dollars into the space. The amount of revenue that you can take from this, it's it's very low. People are not willing to pay as much as you would expect them to. I mean, in the north, again, it's a cultural thing. In the northern side of India, people are willing to pay a bit more, but towards the south, people do want the quality. There is a demand for it, but the number of people that have experienced something that is better is very less. So you know, like people really do not know what is a good thing. They're they're not aware of it. Otherwise, yeah, everyone else is almost. Like respectfully ignorant in a because they don't understand. Exactly, and people, you know, like honestly, I would say this is the the bad part on part of the gym owners is that you know, like, see, most people over here, the gym owners, right? There are very few people that have competed, have been a bodybuilder, have been into the sport that put the gym. Most of them are from a business background. They just do it just for the money. And they don't, they don't understand. Yeah, you know, they're putting shitty, shitty equipments imported from China. But but you would agree with this. You could tell straight away when you go to a gym. You could tell. I, I guarantee you could tell, like just using some of the equipment and what's there, whether the guy who owns the gym if he trains or not. Because like, you go into some gym, is like like this equipment might look old. Like this is sick. Like it feels amazing. Whereas you go into something like this is just a, like what on earth is that? Like that, that's the irony over here. You know, the guys who actually train who have been into the field, they are mostly from the poorer side of the. Uh, economy so that you know they cannot afford to put a gym, mm. and even if they do afford, it's more of like you know like a garage gym kind of a setup yeah. that people just come and train. 
and the guys who do have the money absolutely no fucking idea or they don't care yeah it's more it's just about making money for them and you know like honestly maybe three gyms in manchester city that i can recommend openly okay it's a good gym you can go there what's and the best gym in india that's a really tough question man honestly yeah, i got the spot now no yeah that's that's, that's a, you put me in a really tough spot man <laughs> honestly I, i wouldn't say that the best one i used would be the one i go to right now okay uh, this is called pounds in ananagar like the area so it's 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 okay compared to what I've, compared to venus it's yeah. not it's 10% maybe but then again it's the one of the best that i've used and you know it's that's the problem like nobody here focuses on like a bodybuilding kind of a thing like yeah. go workouts or you know like that that feel or like a powerhouse gym there's nothing of that sort over here yeah i can call these fitness centers not gyms like, like in the uk we call them leisure centers Huh, probably that that probably cuz everyone trains as leisurely that they don't really push themselves definitely you know i think i'm going to start using the term one that that fits much better than a than yeah, a they just going to chill out and do like do a couple of reps talk to their mates for a bit and then exactly exactly that's what happens 90% over here yeah. i think frankly you know like the owners are also fine as long as the money comes in and you know like i think we have we had kai green come in recently yeah to open a couple of gyms over here and i was you know like I was happy you know like we got literally one of the top people in the industry over here so I'm I'm pretty sure the gym is going to be amazing and I go there and I find all shit equipment ordered from China they've spent more money on Kai Green for marketing yeah. than on the equipment yeah this is it's funny enough you say this about the equipment so I had this conversation with someone today cuz you get so much crap knock off like fake equipment that comes from China and you know as soon as you even touch it you're like it's this is shitty yeah it just And it like not upsets me as I don't really care it's not my gym but like when you you go into places and you're like why didn't you just spend a bit more or get decent stuff <laughs> it's just I literally I just put my hand in my head like my head in my hands as it's like it's frustrating I know I mean I'm as a person you know like people like us who are, who truly care about the sport yes. I mean that would be the biggest turn off right yeah I'll straight away it all looks shiny and good and then you like fucking start your work on like what the hell is this the leg extension pads bent or something already oh shit man yeah, i know the the thin bars you can't even squat more than 120 yeah. 140 like but that's, 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 that's probably like you know like 90% of the indian setup over here yeah and another aspect in terms of training is that you know like i don't think people understand or try to understand the concept of why they train i don't think i don't know if it's a regional thing but that's one thing i've seen like you know for example you do maybe your chest work or your lat you know it's more like you know just like, i'm just going to try and pull this thing that down i don't i don't care what works out in my body there's no conscious thought of what's going on exactly no like, conscious i said to you that's why i liked your your content and the way you put things across and where you articulate information because instantly i took caught my eye because it's again respectfully it's very unusual to see that from like mm. someone from india to try and put across that like intelligent information um so a huge credit to you for that because you're definitely mm-hmm. leading by in that respect over there I mean I I'm the same as you and I've been trying to learn I've been I've been to the UK a couple of times to learn from Martin I'm, I'm not sure if you know from Martin McDonald Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Martin told yeah, I've, I had a good chat with him recently actually uh, in Barcelona at a seminar So I I was there for a seminar I'm also doing this course right now so that you know like they can get the at least a good level of knowledge and I uh, I'm I'm coached under uh, I'm not sure if you know this person Callum from Muscle Yeah 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 Callum Wrightswick Yeah 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 so I'm 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 getting coached by him right now so that you know so that is I really um admire his way of training because honestly that 
the way he approaches training, the way he talks about it, the way he gives you the reasons, and you know the way he innovates on every single workout, yeah. which is something I've learned from. And I think the, the the changing path in the way I train people came when I met Eugene. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was I was workshop in Hong Kong. So that's when he was telling me about all these neural pathways and you know like yeah. how every single movement in your body affects the way your muscles work out and you know that that has what like sparked my thought process into the entire thing and you know like, that's the way I've started like changing the workouts for my clients, seeing if it works, adjusting the angles and I don't think anybody does that over here so far. It's it's more about like mad weights. I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's just ram it and. I don't think the eccentric, you know, like controlling it or something, nobody does that well as well. It's more like just a bit proper. That for me is a very similar sort of thing. I'm a big uh, Ben Bukowski fan and like I have gone on tons of seminars, him, Milos Sarchev, a guy Scott Stevenson this year, like loads. And you, you never stop learning and I think the moment you think you know everything, you know nothing because there's so many different ways to get the end result you're looking for. And I think, like, and we, to be honest, we have the same thing in the UK a lot. There's like, like progressive overload, like it's obviously what Callum recommends, but he recommends it within the realms of correct form and tension. Whereas many like people take that like as just like an extreme of like how much I move. Just yeah. Whereas like if you're doing a bench press and you're just doing as heavy as possible, you're only going to contract at the bottom because you're not like you're not actually engaging through the movement. And like scientifically, studies show that once you go over. 85% of your one rep max, you can't actually consciously contract anything because you're just thinking, basically, you just die. Just like, push it. Yeah. Yeah. Fight or flight. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that's not something that, uh, that, that, that's one thing I've always seen as a difference between the way I've seen people in the UK or the US train compared to the people over here, trainers. I've seen people train really hard, but it has absolutely no sense to it in, in terms of volume. I've had people who do 40, 50, 60 sets for a muscle group in a single day. Jesus. Like two and a half hours. And like, but, but you, but you and me both know if someone's doing that much volume, they're training like a pussy because there's no way exactly. in a million years you exactly. could do that. Exactly. I am like the first time I, I, I got trained by a local person here. I think mean, that was the first experience for me into a gym. So, you know, like for example, if you do chest, yeah. you literally do 10 different variations and five sets on everything. For thirty reps, that's like the basic program. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like whatever you do, do everything. Like whatever is available, just make sure you hit everything. You know, in case you forget, you can't miss anything that way. We just do everything. That's 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 one of the things, man. Yeah, um, I mean, that, the way we train would be the number one thing that I would like to change about really? the Indian market. Right do you now. think that would be the biggest catalyst that would make the most change? Is changing actually the way people train, not the nutrition. Yeah, I think nutrition, it's easy, easy. It's very easy to change right now. People are open to supplements, they're becoming more open. See, I have my own brand of supplements that we manufacture. And honestly, I've never like tried to sell it to my own clients. Like my approach to any kind of a diet program would always be to like, you know, like use natural food sources, get them started yeah. with it. And one thing that, you know, we're coaching people for the last three years that I've noticed is that gradually more and more people, they approach me on their own to ask for supplements. They're like, uh, Bro, can we use this? You know, like, I would like to try. I want to take these things. So, you know, like, that has been on the increase. So, you know, diet, it's okay. And now eating non-veg is also considered normal. You can get, you know, people, there's a lot of sources that's available. Guys are willing to do the next generation, to be honest. They're, they're open to all of these things. But training, really hard to do it online, man. You cannot, you cannot teach someone online. And I've been trying to, like, 
breaking my head, you know, trying to figure out how do you do that? How, do I, you have I've, like a- I've had a similar sort of thought process it's in terms of like correcting form. The problem isn't even not even the form. It's trying to teach someone what intense, intensity is. Exactly. It's relative. And until someone's been pushed to that level, it's hard. no idea. That, exactly. Like, no idea. And- they don't understand what a workout should be like, you know, like what, how your muscles should be or how you should feel during the workout, what it should be forced on, you know, how, how a proper one feels. And I had a couple of friends, you know, like they've been with me for maybe a year or so. And I, I literally would have broken my head trying every single tool I had in my book and I would see absolutely zero change. So, you know, like there was a client who was in the Philippines, like who had absolutely zero change. So I told him, listen, I'll sponsor your ticket. You fly out to India, stay with me for a week. I got him here. Pushed him on all the workouts for a week, taught him the basic form. And the moment he goes back within the three months, he's, he's, he's a completely different physique. Yeah. And I'm like, we need to be able to do this. And it's, um, it's funny you say that because that for me is always the thing where, like, when you know someone's nutrition set up perfectly, their workouts are set up perfectly, and they're not breaking progress, you're like, well, you're either cheating on the diet and you're like swearing to God that you're not. So therefore you must be training like an absolute pansy because it's like, it's impossible. It wouldn't be working. It's science. True, true, true. Um, and I, I don't know if you do the same for me. I always find it fascinating. Like I caught my clients out probably a couple of weeks ago. Like I always watch people's last rep. If their last rep, if they're not even slowing down, they just stop. You're like, what the fuck was that? Like, like you, that, you haven't even started yet. Like that's that's where that's where it begins. True, 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 man. And you know this this misreporting, the adherence is. I think it's a common thing in throughout. Yeah. And, uh, and I've also noticed that you know, like whenever, especially a client says that you know, like like they're following the diet and they're not seeing results. Especially you know, like when you put a guy who's 120 on maybe 1,800 calories because you know, like you've been trying to push it and he's absolutely not budging. I'm still following the diet. That's when you know it's bullshit because it's. Fu- if someone exactly. 120 kilos are eating 1800 calories a day, they should be losing two kilos a week. Easy. Exactly. And, and they're like, I'm not. Then that's when, you know, like, okay, fine. Let's go for like a zero carb diet for the next three days to see yeah. how you respond. And that's when they get caught. Yeah. Because, you know, you know if they go zero or not, man. You at least lose water weight. Yeah. If not else. Yeah. So that's a couple of things that, you know, over the years, I think. So th- those challenges are international, they're not just in India. So you have those in the West and with American clients. So I have a lot of clients there in America. And, um, they, those things, for anyone listening, don't. If you fuck up on your diet, just tell us because it makes life easier. Exactly. And at least help us make it easier for you to follow it, you know, rather than beat it on the bush. Oh, yeah. Because we, we, like yourself and me, we'll both make uh, uh, informed decisions on the information they provide. If they're saying to us, your diet is 100% and you're not making progress. Well, you're actually the one shooting yourself in the foot because most likely we're going to end up having to pull your food down when we actually probably shouldn't be because you're actually eating more than you should exactly. be anyway. Exactly, exactly. Um, so you're not the worst. From, you know, the reason that, you know, they look at, the way they look at the coach, yeah. to be honest. I mean, you know, rather than looking at it as a person who's going to help them and, you know, like be with them on the journey, they look at us like a school teacher and, you know, it's yeah. like, this is funny, man. Like, I make a mistake, I can't let the teacher know. I mean, like, dude, yeah. you're an other, so, you know, like, start thinking like one. But, but ultimately, it's not your problem, it's not my problem. Like, I'm in shape, I don't, like, respectfully, it's not my problem. Like, I'm not the one who's trying to lose weight. So, you're only, you're exactly. only yourself, like, for the day. I think, you know, like, it all boils down to, I mean, we are getting an app developed right now. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like, you know, like pull together all the problems that I face coaching people online. 
and we are trying to figure out how we can use technology to solve it so you know hopefully once this is out i should be able to like you know like get rid of at least 30 40% of all these bullshit excuses and i mean you know like increase the response of the pc yeah 100% the um yeah the challenges that come are crazy and i think that's one thing we are lucky with now i was just funny enough i was thinking about it the other day with sounds strange but people get bored doing cardio and i was like you get bored doing cardio now you've got stuff you can watch stuff on your phone videos like 15 years ago you can do that like exactly exactly and this is this i believe that you know like people have been led to uh led to you know like think that it's going to be an extremely easy thing all you have to do is pop a pill and a lot of people come to the gym expecting that and then you know like you tell them no you don't but you have to actually do some work to get that i think this is kind of acceptable no 100% 100% what um what do you think is the future of the f- fitness industry in india what do you I think it's right it's extremely bright and uh, honestly right now anything goes man anything it's like the wild west anything <laughs> anything, anything goes you can sell anything regulations are not in place for any kind of uh, including coaching or you know like for your diet or anything like yeah. actually the supplements that honestly openly speaking the supplements that get manufactured over in india and get yeah. sold over here or including the supplements that have been imported 90% is fake yeah if it is a genuine piece of supplement that's been manufactured within india that means that you get only 30% of the product that you pay for literally it's, it's sugar powder man sugar powder and is is that still pretty rife even with like with all sorts of supplements across the board and sorry Is, is that the problem with all all supplements there across the board? There's a lot of counterfeiting with everything. Yeah, it's, it's all here. It's, it's quite common to you know like find either counterfeit supplements or that you know like get under quality ones because you know like I mean it has to again do with the entire market as a whole. People want cheap stuff and yeah, I yeah, the, yeah. I mean the manufacturer cannot you know like magically put something so they end up with this compromise you know like where they put in thirty percent protein, seventy percent carb powder, make it really tasty, and you know like. Sell it for cheaper shit prices. Thing is, you you even get that you get that everywhere though. Like, unfortunately, and that's where you have to be so careful with which brand of product you use because, like, the whole priority blend bullshit and like in the US and like labeling laws are so vague in terms of what you can get away with. And like, people will bring out a product that's amazing and then they'll change the formula after six months to make it. I mean, we have a company over here. I mean, uh, that did it. a couple of years back so now their trick with their sale was they launched a mass gainer yeah but in the mass gainer they actually mixed some dynamite okay so you know like first six months everybody is like oh my god this is amazing you're like growing so yeah and then you know like plug it out change it and then just say you know like you're not doing it properly anymore yeah so yeah, shit, anything goes like it's a complete wild west over here anything goes you think that would change hopefully it should i'm i'm pushing to change it i hope that other people in my industry you know like over here yeah they also i mean the experts at least should feel the need as someone who knows from the industry has been made by the industry yeah. and out of the love for the sport that we care so much to hopefully you know like try and change all these things and what do you see where do you see your future within the fitness industry what are your goals um hopefully man uh get to a place where you know like i can influence yeah. government decision in terms of fitness that that's the place i want to be at absolutely i i don't think you know i can make any meaningful impact just shouting on social media unless i can use the same resources the same support from the public 
to channelize it into a way where we can bring in actual legal measures. Actually into the infrastructure of the society, essentially. Exactly. So now like I want see a couple of things that I am working on right now is to make somehow that, you know, the government to accept to make a basic nutrition yeah. uh, education compulsory for school children, at least for the last, you know, like grade 11 and 12. So that, you know, everybody who comes out has a basic understanding of nutrition. And they don't That's get something again, that I'm very passionate about. Like I've been like funny, probably the same thing where I was a fat kid as well. <laughs> we were both were when we were younger. It's probably why we both think the same way. Like, I've been racking my brains about how can you solve this? Because like there is no education system, like even the UK, exactly. in the US, exactly. they don't care about like teaching children about like why you should exactly. eat things or why not and how exactly. to actually eat correctly. And you can solve the whole beastly epidemic if you kill it at like when people are 10, 12 years old and they understand why they don't eat Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, I, I believe it has more to do with the way the education system has been structured, man. Honestly, nobody gives a fuck about your life skills. No. It's all about grades and honestly, I don't think... In Memory retention. Yeah. I mean, you need your life skills, you need your soft skills, you need to know how to like lead your life in a healthy way unless you get all these things in place, you're not going to do anything meaningful in your life. No, 100%. So, you know, like, that has been one of the things that we've been trying to do, like, make education a compulsory part, bring in a regulation where, you know, like, if you want to claim yourself as a PT, you need to be certified by the government or government recognized things. I know the challenge with all these things is right. Getting the actual experts to agree on one thing. I think that is also the issue with the nutrition side of things. You know, for example, Martin says so many things and I've, you know, he teaches us to understand research and to yeah. think for us, critically think. And, you know, going through all the things that he's taught us, I believe that, you know, we are on the right path with whatever information that is available to us right now. But, the same thing, I've seen a lot of registered dietitians who put out shitty stuff. Like, not only here, man, throughout the world, you know, like, detox, teas. <laughs> exactly, absolute horseshit. No, it's, it's, you know, like, I don't know if they're actually believing it or just, you know, like, for the money, they're going to do all this shit. But unless that side of the expert panel also comes into this thing, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Because even if I do make the government agree, to like put it in, then the syllabus becomes a huge issue, you know, like, like yeah. who to listen to. Yeah, and it, who, who implements it, who understands it. Exactly, and you know, like any expert right now in India is 60, 80 years old, meaning way fucking back on education, bro. Well, that's me, yeah, the, the information they know is 80 years old. Exactly, and, and you know, I, so many percent of the doctors I've spoken to still believe whey protein is dangerous to you, still believe your kidneys are going to fall out of your ass if you have two scoops per day. So, you know, like, we recently had some famous guy over here come on YouTube and say that, you know, every scoop of whey protein you take stays in your body for three years. I'm like, what the fuck? How the fuck does it stay in your body for three years? The macronutrient like, source. It doesn't... Exactly, man. Exactly. And, you know, like, that's that's a huge thing. And the recent challenge we've been having, I, I'm not sure, man. Have you seen TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I've got TikTok, yeah. The bullshit they put over there. So, you know, like, uh, ever since that platform's come out, it's, 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 it's again like internet from 1990s, man. Anything, everything goes over there. So, I've seen these guys who own supplement shops, you know, he, I recently saw a video where he brings out a fat burner. Yeah. And he's like, like, have this for two weeks and you grow your arms by one inch. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking fat burner. And if you're going to exaggerate it, at least. Make it relatable to the goal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, anything goes there, man. I know, like, there are these guys that fucking say you can lose 10 kilograms in a week. By drinking a mix of honey, lime, and some other herbs. So, like all this, so you know, like you're trying to educate the people on one side, hopefully, thinking that the next generation is going to come in. 
and there are these assholes out there trying to screw up with the next generation before those guys you know like <laughs> even get to know what is right or wrong it's um yeah it's a treacherous industry i think exactly when i mean and it also also has to do with you know like like you and me we are trying to like bring out the right stuff over here and it's a good that you know like i can see a lot more people going to do the same thing yeah but there's number of people who still just want to bullshit people and make money is still higher yeah. you know that until the industry as a whole changes it's, it's it's a tough battle but i think it's one of those things you can tell like straight away from someone's true values like to, by the way they carry themselves and what they do like for example like you see that you train all the time and you go train like at decent gyms and that means a huge amount to you like i do the same that's why i'm so um devout almost like showcasing of what i do because i don't would never want to come across as like one of those snake oil salesmen who's just trying to sell training programs because this is my passion and pride in what i love doing and i would try and learn as much as i can so then i can showcase and provide that knowledge to help other people as well as myself exactly and you know that that i think that that is really good you know like the generation of us i think i've seen a lot of people who have had a similar story to what we have we have had yeah. you know like obese was like extremely skinny i changed you know like i because you know we have created ourselves through our own struggle yeah and there was no magic guiding light for us you know like we had to experiment do shit the hard way i had to learn because i mean you know what you said earlier about um the indian like what standard workouts like do everything that's why i used yeah. to the first few times it was like probably for like four hours i just did every every exercise and then i went to kfc and ate everything i could and i thought that was what you had to do true man i mean i've done some crazy shit you know like when i was trained by all the local guys i was this yeah. one time I was, like when i started to lose weight so this coach comes to me and he's like you train with me and he's a kind of celebrity coach over here so he gave me a routine that lasts for 12 hours a day 12 hours like, Well, hours. I'm not even joking. It's like six hours jogging, split into three, with workouts and a bit of tennis in between. And he's like, just throw in whatever you want, like swimming, do everything. Uh, he made me lose, I think, 55 kilograms in five months. But not in a good way, man. But in a really shitty. I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm starving. This is a Holocaust kind of a thing. Yeah. Literally skeletonish. That's not ideal. Yeah. So, and the second advice I got from him to put on muscle because I was feeling I was extremely skinny like a skeleton. He was like, "You need to eat at least three kilograms of potatoes to put on muscle every day." Eight kilos. Yeah, three, three, three kilos of potatoes. Three. Like, where do where do people get these ideas from? I don't know. And I still tried it, and the only thing I put on was a big fat stomach. I bet your digestion was great as well with three kilos of potatoes a day. Oh, uh, that's shitty, man. Shitty. So you know, like that's that's when you know, like after a point, you realize that you cannot trust anybody, and you know, you'd rather just experiment with. I learned for yourself. Exactly. I've I've tried every single kind of a diet out there, every keto, paleo, whatever you try, man. Like you know, I just do it for the fun sometimes. Do you think? Um, because I get frustrated. I was not. I'm trying to swear with how. In the West, for example, people get very easily lured in by. Vegan diet. Oh, let's do this. Like everyone gets shaped. That's quite common, man. Oh, all this stupid shit that comes like a new headline, and people think this is the one answer to everything. When realistically, like simply, you mean both of the most basic terms. But losing weight is what most people trying to do. Move more, eat less. Like in terms of calories, you will get leaner. Like that is what it really is. But people look for like one golden answer of like like vegan fucking diet or never eat carbohydrate again or whatever it might be. the problem with all these things and all these diets is that you know you really, they do not understand the underlying principles or the reasons they have been used for the studies it's like you know like they have to understand that everything is a tool and you have to use the right tools for the right person for the right situation 
I mean, for example, if you're a diabetic and you want to put them on a low-carb diet or control their carbohydrates and, you know, make sure that they get back to insulin sensitivity, something of a keto-ish diet makes sense. Yeah, but not for, be in an, not for someone who's in India, man, honestly. Keto diet in India is like an oxymoron. Yeah, that's like, part of why I asked because I was like, I couldn't see that really going, going well. I'm asking, I'm asking for a keto vegetarian diet and they're like, I don't take milk all, so I'm like, fuck, you just get lost. How do, how do you do a keto vegetarian diet which is without even milk? I mean, like, that is... I, I, had, a good, I had a good one a few days ago. We had a, a vegan diet, but they didn't want to eat any tofu or soy products. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. That, that's literally, I was like... So what do you eat? Like, I literally like I can give you lettuce. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean like it's, it's people don't help themselves? I mean, I've had to like drop like, quite a few clients because you know they totally don't understand. They really don't want to have a coach. It's like you know they're like, I want a keto diet from you. So just tell me the price. Like, dude, that is not how coaching works. You know, like it's not like I have something on hand. I'm like, like I'm slap it on your face and take your money. Yeah. You, know, you have to like. It, that's, I think, again, a misconception by all these players. Um, they sell all these, like, 12-week plans, three-week plans, and I'm like, you know, like, stop selling that dude. It's not helping anybody. That's the reason I've also changed the way I refer to my programs and the coaching and everything, you know, like, I make sure that any client that comes in goes through the calls, goes through my juniors, and, you know, make, make sure that they qualify, they're understanding what the thing is. So, you know, like, I've set up a system so that, you know, like, any new client that comes from this year, yeah. they will have a call discussing their goals and we will literally sit with them and for free of course plan out their entire journey explain to them how we have to do it what are the phases you know like why you have to take a break between cuts why you have to maintain for some time give them proper knowledge and give them a plan even if they don't join my program yeah so that you know even if they're going to go do it somewhere else they at least know that you know like this is the time frame that you have to give it principles and you know like we make sure to educate them and i think that has been working very well recently you know like once you take the time to explain it to the, these people, they, they also like understand that, you know, it, it is more of a lifestyle thing. Yeah, I understand. And on, on the positive side from that, you know, I've had like a lot of people join me for a year directly, you know, like I want to join you and give me the year plan or like give me just give me the membership for a year or something like that. Rather than come back to previously, you know, like where people used to take bulk for a month or for three months and you're like at the end of three months, like, oof, I don't know why you guys went, but hey, I'm here. Kind of a thing, you know, like, I think that that's a good thing. Like, you know, the, the idea when you say it's a three month or six month plan is that they don't understand that you can go beyond that. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'm going to go for three months and then I'm going to go back to my life so I don't get fat again. So, you know, like. It's then they just yo yo. Exactly. So, you know, like, that's one thing that has been helpful from my side, you know, like trying to like educate all these people. Yeah. And that's for me. That's why I try to explain to everyone like it's a longer term process than like, just eight weeks, 12 weeks, yeah. whatever. Like it's like transformation. True. To all these challenges that, you know, like I, I tell them when we start the challenge, you know, this is just to help you get started, just to kick start. You know, you have to understand that you have to, they're trying to teach you the basics of what you have to do here. And like, this is just the beginning. You need to keep applying whatever you learn on a longer term basis. No, no, no. It's, it's been useful, man. The challenge that we conducted last last time, I believe, would be one of the first kind of... I don't think people do challenges over here like they do in the West. So, like, what I conducted, like, last year would be one of the very first of its kind in India. Yeah. You know, like, we have a lot, lot of good responses. You know, like, we had a couple of people who flew over from different cities for the dinner. Yeah. And, you know, they were emotional because, you know, like... 
nobody has ever taken the time to teach us stuff you know like we didn't know there was a venue and you know that kind of makes you understand because you know like us right we are always surrounded by experts yeah. and we are we are always you know consuming content on a much higher level knowledge yeah we cannot yeah how a normal or a regular person would think and you know like why not google but then then do you think from their side you understand that when they search on google and like what is this we can't understand any kind of the terminology over here Understand. In terms of obviously like you and stuff, how, how can we spend so much time out in Dubai? I'm just set up my new company over there. And my supplements. Uh, we are taking global. We are planning to expand into the US, UK, Europe, okay. as well. Okay. Over there, Dubai is like more like you know like this central place, and you know like the port is very friendly, open port. So you know would act as an ideal place from where I can ship it to all different places. countries and other things. Cool. Well, I think we'll start to wrap things up then, Harris. We've obviously we've been traveling a while. It's been a fascinating conversation. For anyone to find out more about you, what you do, what's the best place to get in touch? Instagram. Uh, that's the only place I'm active. What's, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's harish94, uh, H-A-R-E-S-S-H-9-4. Awesome. Well, um, so I'll add your Instagram into the show notes. Really, really appreciate that. And as always, for anyone who leaves a five-star review on the podcast, I'm giving away one free place in the show notes program, which I'll announce at the end of the week. Uh, thank you so much for that, dude. Absolute pleasure and really, really enjoyed that conversation. So thank you. Take care. Uh,